Hey guys, what's up? It's Dylan Godino from LaughSpin.com. You are listening to the LaughSpin podcast. It has been a very, very, very long time uh, since we've uh, broadcast a LaughSpin podcast. And for that, I am uh, incredibly apologetic. Um, really, there's no excuse, guys. I'm sorry if you've been uh, waiting and waiting for a laugh spin podcast and 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 it's and it hasn't come but uh we in the new year mike and i we are we are absolutely dedicated to um doing these every single week we're going to do our best to do that uh we're going to do our best to bring you comedy news and uh and opinion and some analysis and some great comedy guests uh, we are going to do that, I promise you. But uh, we were just part of the New York Podcast Festival. So this is that, and then that is the episode you're listening to right now. We had a an incredible panel of comedians. Um, Kotla McGlynn from Huffington Post Comedy was on the panel, as well as these fine comedians, some of my favorites. Kurt Metzger, Andrew Schultz, Rachel Feinstein, and Robert Kelly. Um, it was a spirited discussion. The way I kind of advertised the uh, podcast was uh, the theme was going to be technology and comedy. And, um, you know, it. we definitely talked about that, but we talked about some other stuff. And, um, you know, it's it's a little different than, than a normal Laugh Spin podcast because... Either it's one-on-one interview, me interviewing a comedian, or it's Mike and I talking about uh, the news in the comedy world. And this was much more, there's a lot of people um, on the podcast. There's some crosstalk. Oh, and the other thing I should mention to you is whoever recorded it, and this this is no reflection to the New York uh, Pod Festival, uh, Podcast Festival, uh, Jeremy... And Andrea uh, did an amazing job running the podcast festival. So if you guys are listening to this, congrats to you. Uh, whoever was running the soundboard fucked up. I don't know. Somebody fucked up. And the audio was completely lost. Completely lost. However, uh, Derek Scancarelli, uh, who's been doing some video work for LaughSpin.com, was on hand and he videotaped the entire thing. So... What you hear uh, after I shut my stupid mouth uh, during this intro, what you hear is the audio extracted from the video. So it's not amazing audio, but it is perfectly fine. It's not from the board, but it is basically how you would have heard it if you were in the audience of uh, the podcast. So I'm going to shut up. Uh, like I said, Kurt Metzger... Andrew Schultz, Robert Kelly, Rachel Feinstein, Huffington Post's Kotlin McGlynn, and myself at the New York City Podcast Festival. Here it is. And we have one non-comedian, too, if you count me, Kotlin McGlynn, who runs HuffPo Comedy. 
So the way this episode was advertised was uh, technology and comedy. How has, I started covering comedy in 2005. Uh, it was a much different time to cover comedy in 2005. That was uh, before everyone hated Carlos Mencia. Um, in fact, he was my very first interview. And I only bring up Carlos because uh, everybody hates him now, basically because of uh, viral videos that, that went around of him stealing did that help you having Carlos on? Like, did that put you on the map? I mean, it's it's certain. At, at that I don't point, we're supposed to speak yet. No, it's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. I'm helping the show. At that point, at that point, Carlos was had. I found I found that jarring. I just want to say that. What, Kurt? Kurt yeah, you no, were like lashing out just then. When was I not jarring to you? <laughs> It was a good question. I, I don't. I didn't feel jarred, Kurt. It's okay. Yeah. This is a I safe. Know. This is a safe place. Already too much controversy, and I don't feel safe. <laughs> hey, Kotla. Hey. Uh, Robert Kelly's hour special premiered last night on Comedy Central. Did you write anything about that on Huffington Post? Wow, you're putting me on the spot. Well, I'm just saying. While we're here, we could easily plug it. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. It's live at the Village Underground, and it was what really. Cool. It's also available oh. for download. See, I didn't derail the show. With I'm, just saying, I'm just throwing this out here—a nice little tweet or a little post yeah, or something like that. Kotla, Kotla, part of your job today is to keep comedians in line. Okay. No. Okay. So yes, I was I was actually gonna plug a bunch of stuff because I'm a professional and I that wasn't me. And I know that Kurt has a new album out and Andrew has about 22 shows on MTV. And Rachel, and Rachel was just on The View and has an album out you should get. And Robert's thing, yeah. But I was gonna do all that. What the fuck? In due time. So, anyway, uh, uh, the landscape has changed. Technology has changed the way I cover comedy, and I'm sure it's changed the way you guys uh, produce your comedy. So we were gonna talk about that a little bit, and I think we still will. However, I, I did, <laughs> depending on how many outbursts Kurt has. Uh, was the best outburst of every outburst. We, uh, but I did, it, it, would see, it, it seemed kind of disingenuous not to talk about what happened in Paris, and talk about freedom of speech and all that shit. So wait, what happened? Are they okay? Yeah. Uh, so we we all know what happened in, in Paris with the uh, uh, the terrorist attack on the uh, satirical magazine. So I just kind of wanted to get everybody, since you are you're, you are from Kala on, or all comedians, you're all creating. Uh, what? Wh how? How has this affected? You so far the Paris thing? Yeah, the Paris thing. Well, it happened in Paris, so not a huge right. Problem. Physically, I know it didn't affect you, Kurt. I, <laughs> oh, like, up, up here is what I'm talking. It's about. not like a fucking new thing. That I mean, this has happened before. This kind of shit. It's not like what they. If you say something on Muhammad, you can be killed. That's not news. That happens all the fucking time. There's three or four incidents of that. Somebody made a went to and then somebody got killed. I but, feel like I'm on the podcast Race Wars right now. <laughs> Why? Because it's I, not new, it's not news. Because I answered. No, not this news. But I, like, like, how does it affect you? It's not like it changed my world. I've heard of this before. 
You know what I mean? You heard of twelve? You heard twelve people getting brutally murdered because of cartoons? Of, well, this is a—I I admit this is the highest score ever. Yes, but this is not the first violence because someone insulted the prophet. No, of course not. But it's—it wasn't like, oh, I can't believe they did that. It wasn't like that. Okay. It's, it's happened. So, so what you're saying is it's weird that I'm asking you as a comedian how this has affected you? Well. <laughs> Like, it, it would be grandiose to act like that affected me personally. Like, now I have to think about what I'm... Like, it didn't affect I feel bad before. that that happened. I'm just saying, I wasn't like, I couldn't believe it. Like, okay. I guess I took it like, how did 9-11 affect you? Like, 9-11 happened, I'm like, okay, shit like this is going to probably happen. You know what I mean? Okay. So, th it affected you in that you re it didn't really bother... It, you know what? It, it didn't, I'll, I'll tell you... It hasn't I'm, changed your mind about anything. It's, right, it hasn't changed my okay. mind, but I will say... What did affect me is like, remember the Howard Dean thing where he goes, don't call this a Muslim. There are no more Muslim than I am a Muslim. Remember Howard Dean said that? That is such horseshit. Like, you read about the Buddhist mobs in Burma that are slaughtering Muslims right now? Mobs of Buddhists are just killing Muslims in Burma right and left, okay? And when you read the headline, it says, Buddhist mob kills Muslims because they're a Buddhist mob. They don't go, don't say it's Buddhist, that's Buddhophobic, because that would be idiotic. So, this was an Islamic attack. It doesn't mean all the Muslims are bad. That bugs me that there's that proof. You see what I'm saying? This isn't yeah. as fun as I thought it was going to be. Really? <laughs> why, hold on, why did, you, why did you think a Paris terrorist attack was going to be a fun discussion? <laughs> I, just, I thought it was going to be a lighthearted discussion about 12 I didn't, people. I didn't know who's going to bring that up. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, to me, that's, yeah, that's why about I, the iPhone Plus. That's why I preempted this with, we're, it was advertised as technology and comedy, but we're going to go other places. And I think that's okay, guys. Katla? Yes. <laughs> Save us, Katla! I, I, I saw you grab the microphone, so I'm like, please. Oh. Lord. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was obviously really shocking and, you know, to be in the newsroom and have people covering it and, and kind of thinking about the comedy perspective. Um, mostly we were just rounding up, like, you know, comedians' responses and everyone seems to be really, you know, in support of satire. And, and uh, I think you and I were discussing this earlier that, um, you know, it's most, I think most comedians would try to take a stance that you should be able to say anything you want or make fun of anything you want. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, obviously freedom of speech is all what it's all about. Um, but then there becomes this hurdle of that fact that there are people out there like this that are going to be, you know, doing this sort of thing. And, you know, where do you kind of draw the line between what's, how, when is it worth it and when is it not worth it? Right. Hey, Kyle, you know what I think? I think satire should punch up the things that I'm against. And that's, that's how people fucking think, and by the way, it shouldn't. The real satire is blasphemy. Now, I don't know where this punching up and punching down horseshit came from, but that's not how... In fact, that's actually so obnoxious to even put it like that, because you're, you're, you're actually saying when you go punch down comedy, you're actually going, I'm above this group that I can punch down at. That's what you said. Satire is blasphemy. That's the, that's what it is. Is it so, more about status though? Like punching up is like taking on things that high have a higher status. Like God. Yeah. Yeah. Blasphemy. That's the ultimate punching up. Blasphemy. I have this new app that you can make memes. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking shit? I just think memes are important. Sometimes people uh, Rachel, shut go. The you fucking angry asshole. I feel right. We get it. It's fucking woo. Here's my opinion. Shut the fuck up. You're a sweet.
sweetheart, I love your sweater. Thank I you. think and, we should uh, grab him in some caution yeah. tape. I feel very comfortable. <laughs> I can't feel comfortable until you feel uncomfortable. What the fuck, man? Jesus, I feel like my parents are fighting. Oh, Why? All three of my dads are here. <laughs> you have three dads? Yes, I have three dads. Wow, I didn't know Paul was so Two of them molested him. Oh, Am I getting enough right? I'm sorry. Thanks. Dylan, what's next? Yeah, so so nobody else says any. Kurt doesn't. Kurt doesn't give a shit. He thinks this is just Thursday or whatever day it is. You think it's not? I don't think he doesn't give Here's a shit. The, it's easy. Wait, it's easy to not give a shit here. Yeah. If you're there and you're a cartoonist, then you probably give a shit. But it's also well, we're not there. We're here. So I can, can I say something to you though? Yeah. If you said to us. You know, if, 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 if I'm going to be on something and talk about a, a serious, crazy subject like that and say, we're going to talk about this, I would stop and have to think for a minute and say, all right, where where do I lie? What do I, you know, it's it, that was like a, whoa, shit. Like, I'm over here thinking about this. And now, I mean, yes, it's serious. Yes, it's fucked up. But I think, you know, to be able to, in front of a live audience recording and, and to say, okay, I fucking feel this except for him. He fucking has an opinion. There's, it's just no, a, there's no need to have absolute answers we're just we're just having a, a chat you, it kind of goes into technology where you say something here and then somebody takes this Forever. and then all of a sudden you're fucking this nine bloggers fucking attacking poor kurt but what did i say it's blasphemy yeah you said blasphemy and you yelled at a pretty girl well know. listen and, and let's and let's take it to technology now Dylan, you are pretty thank you so <laughs> i'd rather be a i'd rather be called a pretty girl than an ugly guy that's fine uh Okay, so let's so let's talk about technology and, and how that affects uh, comedy and, and what comedians say. So yes, you're right. Somebody, some nut job yep. who stumbles upon the Laugh Spoon podcast for some ungodly reason could listen to this, or maybe HuffPo picks it up and and, and quotes Kurt. And so name the wrong part of my quote, by the way. But, that, but that's issue? but that's exactly that's exactly the point. Right. Because there's so much technology and because social media is so prevalent, people getting that information have to take more of a role and be more of, of a responsible consumer. They can't yeah. just read the headline. Yeah. And and that's what makes it well that's what makes it hard. So look as a comic, I mean look, me personally as a human being and as a comic. It, it, I flip-flop. It takes me fucking nine days to form an opinion on anything. I can listen to you and go, oh, Dylan has a point, and then, oh, fucking Kurt. I, I, you know what I mean? I, personally. <laughs> how many I'm just a fucking flip-flopper. How so, many uh, to say something you have to have before you form your full opinion? That was a fat joke. I thought it was a good one. But, uh... <laughs> I think that, you know, it's, uh, you have to be careful because, you, you know, you're saying something right now, how, you don't know how big this could be. This could be a, you know, you could get your regular listeners, but something that I say or he says could be distorted and taken out of context. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, there's no pause in life anymore with technology. It's fucking immediate. It's, it's, it's there. Look what happened. You know, you could say one thing on Twitter or on a podcast and someone could hear it that doesn't like you or doesn't like your opinion and just fucking take that little beat and then they'll blog about it. And all the people that listen to them will just go, yeah, fuck that and attack you and you'll never, the, the, uh, the outcome of that, it's, you, you'd have to go to court and have a trial and have a judge say, you know, oh, he's not, he wasn't bad. I mean, really, to get cleared from that. You know, or you go on a fucking apology tour and say sorry to everybody, even if you don't fucking mean it. 
It's a scary thing. It's also the best thing in the world because we can hit people with what we do is fucking tell jokes and make you laugh when it comes down to it. We, we can hit so many more people now instantly. So it's it sucks. It's scary. So you have to really be committed and be able to back up what the fuck you're about to say and try to make people laugh. Right, right, Rachel? Oh, I should do the last part. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> What's that? I should do the last part. I think I you're I think you're fucking great what you do. I love that you're you're one of those guys. You're like Patrice or or Burr. That you have an you have an immediate opinion. You can say someone can bring up a topic and you go fucking that's it. It's not an immediate opinion. Well I just listen, I have a policy that I won't put I'm not anything. trying to compliment, I'm just saying no, what saying I think. He's trying to say I you know. Uh, he's trying oh, to say that job. you respond to something like you don't edit yourself, you're not careful, you don't you don't gloss anything in word and safe yeah, words. Maybe I, now I, you I are, but maybe now you are to some degree. But I think that in general, always I, 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 listen. I, and why, why? Here's my policy: I don't say anything that I don't think Your I can defend. Yeah, if I don't think I can defend it later when I'm brought up on fucking blog charges. I only say shit that I think I can defend. And, and when I, I did that, that like that? At some point in your career, when did did that change? You've been doing comedy how how many years now? Jesus, um, long enough that I should be more successful at it, <laughs> like 15 years maybe. Okay, so that is, is that a change? Like you, you say you're careful. I mean, has, has anybody read Kurt's Facebook posts? He doesn't. He doesn't. You know. I don't get what the issue is. No, I, I don't. No, I, no, I, I don't no. think. Uh, but you still. Yeah. But even with your Facebook, your face on the surface, your Facebook posts seem very unedited. And they are. But I still. See, you know, see, but, but you just. You I, just think, said, I think a lot more thought goes into it than we think. I think that you sit down there. I think you sent this out. You know I, I think you put yeah, it out. I, I should clarify. But there's I, so I, much uh, anger that no. we go. He must just be spewing it. Well, but I really think you think look, a lot about it. Only one in like ten of those posts are at all good. Mm -hmm. Like the rest is garbage. That's why I encourage people to not ever go on it. And if you are, get the fuck out. I don't need you. I so, want to ask, why do you like Facebook over Twitter? Because Twitter's a snitch network, and nobody's. I'm not, I, I, all I need. Listen, most of what Facebook was for me was like I, I'm very lazy and I don't want to write. Okay, and I won't even finish a fucking joke unless I get like three thumbs up from a stranger halfway through that process. Like, here's a shitty premise that is not developed. Will you tell me it's good so I can finish? And that's what it is for me. So I only need like three people to, for that. I don't need well, 5,000, so I have more than enough. Yeah, I think Twitter, the thing about yeah. Facebook is that you can like you can have a little more time to finish your thought or to flesh something else. Well, that's, yeah. that's why so, so I think... like rogue thought that comes in your mind, you can put out there and you can say it the way that you want to say it. You don't have to like to get it into some dumb little sound bite, you know, very yeah. sound bite. And I also think that um, about what you were saying about uh, if different ways that social media, and it's a very broad question, obviously, but that we're exploring here. But one thing is, it's interesting for me is that if I put a clip up online now, um, like anyone can insult me, which is so it's kind of interesting. And like, and uh, so like, mis like I happen to know what like Mr. Twat Waffles, some guy that writes under my fucking videos I'm sorry on about YouTube. That. I, it's all right. Like you hurt my feelings when you call me fat, right? But uh, Mr. Twat Waffles has a lot to say about me, and he's very right. active. And and <laughs> he's called me fat too. I have a heckler that's named what, what Josh Waffles. Rachel, what's that? I have a heckler named Josh Waffles. People use waffles a lot. The when people, when people quote people, um, it's funny on the news or whatever, because uh, they'll 
now they like to panel everybody, every random moron on the street. And I think sometimes they have to have eye reporting is so preposterous. Like, they're in the middle of this serious story, and they're like, let's see what this dick face on his corner of Brooklyn has to say about it. Some guy with, like, snow on his head looking in the wrong direction. I have to learn whatever fucking moronic stance he has on Palestine or some shit. There's nothing dumber to me than the idea that let's all get in a circle and Quaker this out. It doesn't make any sense. Where do you get your goddamn news from anymore? You know what? That's a good point. See, the kind of good thing to me of the social, uh, all this technology is you can really bypass the industry now. That's yeah. like the, the cool part about it. But then, of course, the downside of, the, of democratization of art, because art's not supposed to be a fucking democracy ever, is that now every dipshit can, you know, like a guy who took a pottery class can feel like he can, you know what I mean? Like just bullshit can just be put along actual people that know how to do shit. Right. Especially with like journalism and blogs. All these people that I call bloggers are like, I'm a journalist. You're not really a fucking journalist because you sat at home and read her article first and tweeted it. You're not a journalist. Mm -hmm. What makes somebody a journalist? I guess keeping a journal. Maybe yeah. you are a journalist. Like when blogs came out, we really put journalists on a pedestal. You know, like everybody does this whole thing where they're like, oh my god, a blogger's not a journalist. But I've read shit from journalists that sucks all the time. I probably but, read more blogs than I do. But they sucked first. It wasn't third hand. Someone reading their suckiness. But I feel like we're just saying that to make them feel bad. Like when someone goes, well, you're a writer, yes, not a yes. comedian. But we don't really feel like they're not journalists. We're just like, how do I make you feel shitty because you made me Hold feel on. shitty? Hold on, you consider guitar comedy real comedians? Well, I have not dated one. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> if anybody knew anything about me, that would be a good slam. <laughs> Have you dated Nick Thune? Dude, I'm trying to keep it cool with him. He's got a lot of commercials. Sorry, Kyle. Uh, no, I'm I, I, oh, sorry. sorry. I was going to say that, like, you know, just like in any other kind of uh, journalism or art criticism, like, there's always going to be people that have that sensitivity that they can sort of see things from a comedian's perspective and, and understand, like, the sanctity of the stage and treat it like an art form and not have to, you know, not just get offended for, you know, being offended sake. Um, and then there are people that don't do that, and that's just kind of, I think that's sort of equalizes it a little bit. I mean, right. like, you can follow the people that you don't want to follow and not, you know, there are people that will post any illegally recorded, you know, video right. just because it's juicy or whatever. Um, and then there are some people that will take a beat and maybe, you know, reach out to the person or try to do some journalism and, um, you know, not jump to conclusions like that. So I feel like it depends on the kind of... Bloggers, well, do you do you think it is because what I was gonna say downside of the technology is like it, it's a lot of like sh much shortened attention spans. So a lot of this stuff is you just read because all that clickbait they do they gotta get you on yep. right. And I'm like such an internet sucker like I oh I better click this like I'm the first one to click on it. And I think everybody just half reads shit. You read the title and it makes your mind up and move on. Yep. And that's kind of the big where a lot of the down. There's not any nuance, and there's certainly no context on the internet. Well, it's that's why right. I think. I think that's why podcasting to me is the best social media for a comedian because the 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 fans or whoever has to do work to get it. You can't just. It's not right there in your Twitter feed that you can just fucking scroll through and read for two seconds. You have to go download it and listen to it. And, and you actually have a dialogue, so you can explain your fucking thoughts with other people, and they can, you know, it, it's just a better thing because those are your fans. I have 80,000 people on Twitter. Maybe 10,000 of them like my comedy. Right. The rest of them happened upon me. 
Because if I had 80,000 people, I'd sell out every fucking show I do, and I wouldn't have 30 people in Buffalo on a Friday. You know what I mean? So, I, I do think, yeah, like podcasts and some of that stuff that comics do is their way of being able to have a conversation in the way they want so that people don't take something that they say out of context. And I think that, like, even when we do, you know, we do sets on television, things are and it's out of our hands yep. as soon as we do it. So, you know, uh, we'll go and do a joke and they'll take it. Sometimes, you know, it'll the punchline will end up there or the setup, but not the punchline, you know, or something like that. So there's so much that you say that, uh, you know, is completely taken out of context. And it's not to say that, like, I think that nothing that somebody ever says is offensive. I mean, I don't, I'm not somebody that goes around tracking that and getting worked up about it, you know? But, um, like, there are people that, like, there are this type of personality that kind of searches for that. Like, I get a lot of letters from, like, couples. I mean, there's nothing grosser to me than a couple they writing together about what they're co-offended by. Colin <laughs> <laughs> Beth Greenbaum, we are together in outrage in our bed right so now after what we see. They're just coming all over themselves. Joel and Beth writing something together. So you've had couples as a couple. I've had a couple of letters from couples together. I want to see them. Uh, yeah. had, had I known that, this would have been a much different podcast. No, but I mean, sometimes those people, like, I mean, there are, there is a certain person, there are some people that hear something and they're like, wow, like I was a wildly racist dick. And then they talk about it and they're, they're whatever. And then there are some people that I think have that personality side where they're actually sort of looking to be offended. But a lot of people, you know, that it feels good for them to be outraged. Right. And that, that's what I was, I was just going to ask. Now, obviously they email you, right? They go to your, they... Yeah, they're they not, type in, not all couples. I no, 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 I know. But, <laughs> but they go to your website and they I find your contact information. They all have access to it. I have, they have their dark right. thoughts deposited right. into my That's head. That's right. Like, technology. Blah, 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 because blah, blah, 10 blah. years ago, when I, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that would never have happened. You wouldn't have been getting those letters. No, and I wouldn't be able, like, I wouldn't know that, like, Joey, do or die, 69 and hot. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. I love that, I love that he, he's keeping it old school by writing all this stuff. <laughs> Wait, who's that murderer? Hold on, who is that fucking? Oh, Phil Spector. Isn't that the famous murderer of the Korean yeah. Olympics? Yeah. That's bullshit. I wanted to ask you guys, like, what? Sorry, Dylan. No, um, go for it. So, do you think that there is a difference between when a comic says something on stage that gets written about and maybe blogged about or maybe taken out of context, and then stuff from your social media, like Twitter, Facebook, that's just you know written there in black and white? I think, uh, you know what it is? I, I'm all for telling somebody offended on, like, I'm all for the attack, like, if you're like, hey, Curry, you fucking suck, there's, there's probably a valid, valid criticism. Like, I don't have a problem with that. The thing that I really despise is none of the criticism. It's keep it in that. That's fine. That's everybody's getting to talk. The, we're going to get them fired. Everyone, hashtag, cancel some. That shit has got to go. And that's really the only thing i got an issue with is that bullshit. Because one of these, it's like the new church ladies of now, but they're like secular. That's the new church. Remember when it used to be like, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons is the devil. And, then we get, and now it's fucking these people dissecting pop songs. Right. It's, it's, giving, it's giving a much larger voice to a minority. There could be, you know, 5,000 people who are upset about something versus millions upon millions who are not. And if, and, and if yes. the right media outlets pick them up, right. their voice becomes much louder. It was always so like now, that, but it was, Christi it was the Christian right that used to do that. Yeah, it's well, they didn't, they didn't have access to 
Twitter and they Facebook wrote letters, either. and now they write right. to Rachel apparently. But back in the day, <laughs> that was you know, that, I remember Married with Children. There was one woman who's related to Mitt Romney that led a one-woman campaign to try to get Married with Children off the air. Right. And like now, the new thing is it'll be some kind of like feminist group or whatever. But it's it's not. It, they're like religious, you know. Right. But the thing that sucks about them is they don't have any of that fucking Christian forgiveness that at least the Bible beaters had a degree of. It's so goddamn like. You're gone forever. You're off to Kramer Island with you, never to be heard from. They're like really like like militant about it, and it, and I I just can't stand that. Re I'm so I, I grew up in a doomsday cult, so I, I have such a fucking complex about people inflicting their fundamentalist values on me. And then I, I went out in the world to be with worldly people. Yeah, and I, and I thought I was going to be with progressive secular people, and they weren't going to be like that. And they're fucking exactly the same. They're this fucking same people. The internet is inherently self-righteous, and that's, you don't think so? Yeah, I mean, have you heard of Sadie Doyle? But, <laughs> but I mean, it's also, but yeah, I guess it's like you're constantly going back and forth the pros and cons of having that wider audience and then having to deal with people like that. I mean, I don't mind people don't calling you really soft, answer. you're offensive. That's totally cool. You should be able to do that. I just, why do three people get to get something canceled or what? You know. I mean, the church groups didn't even succeed. Married children still went on, but now these new people, they can do well, that. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they might. What's, what's going on with your phone, Kurt? Oh, I'm trying to text Jesse Klein in the back of the room, and I can't get my finger out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse works on the show. It, it, it's multitasking, so it goes with the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess it's our technological she's society in, now, guys. She's, I in the, she's in the room? Yeah. Well, you probably you, want you, me to say you that. just talk to her. I know. We could probably hear <laughs> her giggling. But I had somebody trying to get me fired off of Schumer with a fucking Twitter, but luckily nobody cared. But it, I was shocked how much I had to explain myself, but I was prepared to. So guess what? what it was, was fine. It was off my Facebook, and oh. it was um, it was me talking about uh, as say, as this girl called it a DV or domestic violence. And I was telling a story that happened to me with this girl I used to date that I, I, and I did do this, I pinned her against a wall because she smashed all my shit with a hammer and like left it out for me. And my point of telling the story was not that, oh, you deserve it. Because people would be like, well, she smashed your shit. My point of telling the story was, I should have been a man and got the fuck out of this relationship before it, it didn't look like overnight she broke my shit. I, I should have been out of there, but I was such a lazy piece of shit. I swear to God, this was my thinking. It was so hard getting cable installed in the loft I lived in. I was like, I just don't think I could go through that again. <laughs> I swear to God, but I was, but I was 26 at the time. Come on, Kurt. At 26, that's the level of stupid I am. At no point did were you upset at all your shit on the ground. You're like, you know what? I want to fucking choke this bitch. At no point did Wait, you feel what? that way. Say what you just said. I mean, at no point were you upset at all your broken shit on the ground, and you said, "I want to chunk this shit." It was all. Yes, that's what happens. But the reason I didn't leave the relationship before it got to that point. Yeah, but they're not upset at you for leaving the relationship. They're upset because you, you choked her against a wall. Did I tell a different story than I thought I did? I think I you're justifying it with that cable bullshit. But no, 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 no,
<laughs> but uh, anyway, she took a blurb of what I said, yeah. okay, and yeah. goes, well, he admitted to a DV, uh, okay, so that's like, there's no coming back from that, like a thing that wasn't, like like I was fucking uh, Ray Rice knocking somebody out in the elevator, right. which I wasn't, yeah. and, and so like, how is he going to answer for this? So I did answer for it, I had to fucking talk to companies, I, I swear to God, I had to go through a process which I came out on top, but I couldn't believe just this person trying to do that but shit. But did that make you stop? Did that make you take pause in writing stuff from then on that you might have to go through this again and maybe you don't make it through the channels of Comedy Central? Did that make you go, let me slow the fuck down with what I say? I don't, you don't understand, I don't have the ability, what do you think, I'm brave or something? I don't have, I have a compulsion. I'm asking you a question. No, I, know, I have a compulsion. I, I have a compulsion. Yes or no? You just, you know, it didn't, it, I'm just asking. So no, I guess. So no. I don't think I was wrong when I put it. But I'm just no, asking, did, yeah. did you go, fuck, I, I don't want to go through this oh, again. Oh, okay, it made me, I don't uh, want to go through this again, so I'm going to fucking, I'm going to slow down a little bit. No, not that, but it did solidify my idea of whatever I say, I'm not going to say anything that I can't back up if I have to defend okay, it. Okay, great. That. Yeah, of course. Okay. So there was some change that happened. No, I'd already been doing that, but now I had to make Here's a question. Do you think she ever broke another guy's shit? Uh, <laughs> no, and you know what? She, we're friends now. Like, we're totally cool, but uh, it, it's just sometimes two people. Was it Rachel? Yes. <laughs> I, it's all, like, I got a surprise for you, Kurt. She's Kate. here today. <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, but we, it, it was, you know, like, you know, sometimes two people are cool, maybe, but together they're horribly cool. Yes. We were assholes, so we didn't even have a shot, you know? Like, it was like... And she's, if you met her, you'd be like, oh, this is a very nice person. I would trust some people you better. Without being offended. Can you be offended by something that you don't believe? What? Like, for example, like, if, can somebody offend, like, if somebody said to you, Bobby, like, you're a fucking, I don't know. Uh, this is going to hurt. Racist piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I'm trying to think something, some philosophy you yeah. know is not true about yourself. Yeah. Like oh. if somebody called me, if somebody called me like a bald motherfucker, right? right. I'm not going to be offended because I, I know that I, have, that I have. Yeah, come on, man. Right? The difference between so, also being offended and having yeah. feelings. Understood. Understood. Why did you bring up my shit? Understood. Understood. But <laughs> point I'm trying to say, I mean, this is like Twitter. A fat, bald, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. My friend wasn't meant to be. And God damn it, Andrew, you come in here with Let your handsome face and your puffy sneakers talking this shit. The point I'm trying to make, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is I don't think that I'm offended when people are saying these things when you say these jokes because I don't, or when people are saying jokes in general because I don't believe it. I think I need to believe these things to be offended by. It depends on the type of person. So, what can I do to make you believe you're worthless? So, I want to know. So here's the thing. So if somebody's offended by a racist joke, for example, right? Yeah. On some level, they have to believe the racism in that joke towards that person. So they're really offended because they feel shitty that they're racist. No, I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a terrible. Fuck. You see what I'm saying? Like, if say for Somebody says this, right? They're like, oh, fucking, no black people can't swear. Be quiet. Right? I'm really gonna focus. <laughs> yeah. No, think about this shit. Are you talking about like projection? Like I'm when, exactly. when I call you a faggot and I'm calling you a faggot because I'm homosexual. Yeah, but in terms of offense, it's that same. It's that same thing, but in terms of offense. So, for example, if somebody goes uh, in a joke, say Kirk goes, ah, black people can't swear, and then some guy, some white dude comes out, they're like, oh, I'm really offended by that joke about black. Oh, people. it's because they. Oh, oh, oh. Wet. <laughs> <laughs> you see, so that's, Andrew, Andrew, I, 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 I think that's probably true. 
happen in a percentage of people. I don't know if was here, he would have laughed. Uh, oh, hold on, I forgot. There's the other charge that was against me. I quoted. Yeah, do, yeah, I had two charges. My DV, and then the other charge was. Charge. Do you know what? Uh, do you remember Don, like Donald Glover, this thing called Derek Comedy? Online? Yeah, yeah, sure. They were pretty funny, and they had this spelling bee thing where the word they had to spell was nigger faggot. You remember that? <laughs> On my Facebook, I quoted that, okay? So this chick actually wrote, Kurt and his friends use the N-word for kicks. Like, uh, like we're fucking 50s greasers on the corner. Like, like we're singing into a comb for kicks. It was fucking crazy. And I was quoting a thing, a guy whose joke I liked, and, and they turned it into that. That's how little context there is. Did you use quotation marks? Not to be like... You know what I did? Actually. Okay. Well, that's why they fucking think you said it. Well, that, that's <laughs> why are you upset? I, it was, I thought it was Everybody such a, should know Donald Glover's sketch true. Yeah, I thought, really I thought it was such an iconic. Community is very big. I thought it was so iconic, everyone would know. Can I can I ask you? So, what was the process? Somebody tweeted at you about the the DV. I'm no, not, they not tweeted tweeted to Comedy Central. Oh, they, oh. Yes. Are you going to employ Kurt Metzger? Because and then she fucking brought Roseanne Barr into it for some reason, well, who I'm a fan of. And I'm like, why are you lying to Roseanne right now, you fucking Oh, she tweeted at Roseanne? Yeah. I, I, hate they, I hate when they try to connect you. To they try to become friends with another famous yeah. person. Yeah. You, like, trash I, you know, I just did a big favor that I said her name. I, I, I actually broke my own policy just referring to as Voldemort, but I, I, I said her fucking fake name right now. But I'll tell you something creepy. The people that supported me, because I I'm not behind that like doxing shit where like people do you know about this or they what? Like so somebody complains about someone's shit, mm -hmm. like or like a gamergate or something, right? Then there's these maniacs that go online and to get back at the the person who's attacking you, they get their personal information. Right. And fuck it. So when that happened, and I and it, it like creeped me out within like an hour of this whole thing blowing up, somebody sent me this girl's real name, address. All, I mean, like, I'm like, dude, why are you giving? I mean, I don't, I don't even have it anymore because it was so like gross to me. Yeah. I just want all this shit to be kept in words. I think that's just the reasonable thing. You know what I mean? Like those guys that shot up that cartoon. Why can't you make a fucking cartoon about how they're hacks? Which would have been a great point. Because let's face it, they were not the funniest. Like that, that's the valid criticism. But it, like the words just be a words, man. They don't have to get to firings and guns. It doesn't have to get to that to me. So you want ISIS to learn how to draw? That wasn't ISIS, you <laughs> ignorant son of a bitch. I, ISIS was a funny word to tell about. Oh, it wasn't a Taliban either. Well, Al-Qaeda, whatever. Boston Hump. By the Bobby, I know Bobby for a long time. And like, because I know hot, hot, younger Bobby. Hot, younger Bobby. Bobby's going through several hots and several fats. So I don't know if you know that. You can hear about it on his new special. Yeah, and I'm what you Not call... Not on the Huffington Post, though. No, but... Not I'm, yet, Gatla! I'm a, I'm a, what you call a Bobby gazer. Like, I've watched his movements through the... Like, I plant my crops according to when Bobby's full. Like, right now is a harvest Bobby, so if you're gonna start planting... You don't want Thin Bobby to come back. That's not the time. I'm coming back. I got one more. I yeah. got one more. Sell your stocks now before Thin yeah. Bobby comes. In September. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, get your crops. <laughs> you would probably agree, though. In, in, in Hold on. Fat Bobby in oh, morning, sailor take warning. That's what I'm telling you. 
Alright, sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. Shoehorn it. Do you have anything else? No. Another tag? No. No? Are you sure? We just want you to come out of your shell, Kirk. Yeah. That's a, a, a clever way of calling me a turtle, and I don't appreciate that shit. Fucking, there's, all, there's like nine hot girls over here, and Jeffrey's just by himself. Like, nobody sat with Jeffrey. Go sit with them, Jeff. Oh, I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> yeah. Not that close. You know, by the way, Jeffrey picks up, like, some hot chicks. Yeah, it's those fucking he's got a, jeans. He's got, good, he's got good upper body strength. Yeah. He does? You see what I did I've there? I've never wrestled him, but... Wow. I have. After the show. You would, you would probably, there's, so there's a lot of shitty things that go along with uh, the advanced technology. I mean, ten years ago when I started covering comedy, this, all the shit wasn't here. Uh, in, the, in the long run, though, you guys have benefited? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Dude. Absolutely. I remember, dude, I remember Marin before What the Fuck was big. Yeah. And I, that was like, I remember like I hung out with him like right after he was divorced and he was all fucking suit. I mean, he was down, man. I know. And, I, and, uh, I produced and then, his like, divorce show. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, and like I don't listen to pod. I don't drive. I don't know why I think driving. I just never listen to pod. I'll be on anybody's podcast, but I just never listen. I'd rather like listen to music and shit. So I didn't realize how big it. And I saw him. I'm like, holy shit, he's a jillionaire now. Like that's great. He got to bypass all the people that he alienated over the years. Yeah. <laughs> and then make kind of make a redemptive podcast that made him a, a very rich. Like, that's a very cool thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think also you can make, you can make, uh, you know, I was saying like sometimes somebody else edits and, you know, somebody sees what you say through right. some whatever weird mangled lens they want to see it through. But you can also, because of, you know, YouTube and everything else, you can also make your own thing, edit your own thing, create it, put it out there, and then have it go viral. So you could be depressed when, you could be like about to take your own life, just like, <laughs> yeah, and then be like, oh, I think I'll make a four minute pointless video, and I'm not even saying it's good, but yeah. You just put up some kind of some vapid, hurl some vapid nonsense onto the internet and then become the you know a huge star from that, or at least get you know get maybe eventually get a TV show even from that. So it's not like we get enough but, thumbs up that you don't that you don't yourself. take your own life. But it's with it's with anything though. I mean, the fact that you know when I had to learn drums, the, it's like. I would, I would have to oh yeah, sorry. Bobby is also in a television show this, in, in a few months that's produced by Dennis Leary. <laughs> but like we talked about it, because you're a drummer. Bobby's yeah. a whiplash, everyone. It's it's, it's uh, it's I, before I'd have to go to a fucking teacher and go through uh, rudiments and fucking all this horse shit. But now you go on the internet, I can just type in drum and teaching drums, and there's some fucking dude on his bed with a stick and a magazine just going one of the and the two and the three, and it's like, I watched this guy for fucking three days, and all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, I can kind of keep a beat because some dickhead was bored right. and he had a fucking flip cam. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's yep. amazing that that yeah. could happen, that this guy who knows how to play, knows there's some fucking fat jerk off somewhere that would like to learn, right. and he took the time and he taught me, and it's, that's amazing. But, you know, then you, you know, what we do, we're, fucking comedy is like just crazy because we're trying to make people laugh with all this fucking tragedy and all this sad, fucked up shit inside of us and we're nuts ourselves. So it's a dangerous line just going on stage in front of an audience and, and trying to make it laugh. Now add in, oh, I have to fucking tweet now. I have to learn how to Facebook. When do tweets go out? How many people hit? Did I tweet too much? It's, it's fucking nuts. So we have to, not only clubs don't even pay for promotion anymore, they expect you 
to have Twitter followers Is that true? than you. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I can pay so now you gonna, you're gonna pay that. That's how bad it is. How do you guys you feel about uh, people that do one and not the other? People that have like a really strong Twitter following for funny tweets, but they don't go, you know, do the clubs. Leave Rob Delaney alone, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he also does stand up. I mean, like, there are people that have like, you know, 50,000 followers that, you know, I know just from my feed, but I have no idea who they are. Well, you know what that's I like? Personally I, have, I personally have no. nothing against those cunts. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you know what it's like? It's like when I, or when I started, there's, there's a lot of uh, people who were like really, they weren't good comics, but they were the first ones to have their like t-shirts ready to sell. Yeah. And they're fucking, you know, the punchline. Like two-year comics, I don't know why you have... Like Not even a, a t-shirt, they actually yeah. have a DVD. I did a show where I, I worked fucking 10 years of my life, worked my ass off, finally got a, a record deal with Comedy Central. It was this big thing. I was like, oh my God, Jack Vaughn, comedies. And I released this uh, thing I was proud of, and I'm sitting there at a table like this, and I have one, and the guy had three DVDs, a CD, and two t-shirts, and a, a bracelet. credit card machine, too. He had credit card of course he did. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Bobby, you, you, you got to write in your contract that the the... the Openers can't sell shit. You do that now, though. Sell, right? let no, they I let them sell. I let them sell. I, I work with. I don't have shit to sell. That's I work with a dude. This but it's, like, here's the thing. It's like it's, it was ten dollars for mine that was actually kind of earned and produced right, right. and was real. And then this thing he made in his fucking basement. Yeah. I mean, Rich Boss. I love Rich to death. But I just talked to somebody. <laughs> somebody. He sold two DVDs that were blank. What? <laughs> he, he, Wait, what? He, he forgot to hit record. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, you, <laughs> like a guy in Times Square, the same guy with twice. Oh, and wow. I but in, in, in the end, those people are not going to be. I mean, I get emails. I don't know once or twice a week from comedians that are pitching me their albums, like their coverage, and it's literally some person I've never heard of who has like, oh, you know, I've been doing, and, they, and they'll admit, because they don't even realize admitting that they've done comedy for two years and they have an album, yeah. like, is a bad thing. They're like, oh, I've been doing comedy for two and a half years and I wanted to send you my album. I'm like, well, you know what, there's a big push now for youth, you know, young, and, and there's this weird thing where you think like, well, this guy is really young, he's probably the best at it. He's like, almost, you know, I know like Louis C.K. said that, it's not like being an athlete, that your like, best years are over when you're, yeah, you get better right. at it when you're old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just like, I remember when I started in LA, they always wanted, like, having someone who's hot and funny was like their, that's what, like the LA, that's their cold fusion to come up with, to prove that hot equals funny. Right. If they could just get to that, that would be like the ultimate Hollywood film. I think in the long run it helps us because I think it lowers the bar. You know, it's like if somebody thinks, you know, these Vine guys and like Instagram guys are hilarious, the little sketches they do, when they come see a stand-up show for someone who's been doing it 10, 15 years, all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, like this is comedy. Yeah, but, but here's but, the thing. And they'll be, those listen, listen, they'll be interested in it because I, I know these, a lot of these kids are young, right? They're 16, but when I watched Chris Rock probably for the first time, I was 15, 16 years old. So if they get introduced into comedy at that age, then when they're 20, they're 22, they're 24, they have a concept, they have like an idea of what comedy is, and it just literally makes it easier for us. The more, but those, the more people who find comedy important, those, those, those Vine guys, or Vine people, whatever, they, they're doing shows at like 3 in the afternoon somewhere, and they're selling it out with yeah, little legends. So, but they're not at the cellar, and we still have a filtering system, which yeah. is the actual comedy club. Sure. In New York City, you can't just get on stage because you have fucking 10 million followers. Who gives a fuck? Can you follow David Tell? 
can you go up after exactly. Louis C.K.? You so you have to be a legitimate comic to perform at fucking cl legitimate clubs. So you think so, there's room for everybody? Oh yeah. Well, it's like I, I don't want to do a show at, in Nyack at three in the afternoon for fucking ten year olds. They're not going to get my dick jokes. You know what I mean? Leave Miranda sings alone. Why? But I think it, I think there is a place for that. I mean, I you know I understand it. I mean, Vine is six seconds. There's people with fucking three million followers in a year, and they could say, "Hey, I got a show tomorrow at three and sell it They'll the fuck there. out." What? Who the fuck? Go They're also getting sponsorship deals too. Well, you know the best let part them, of the show is only the six seconds. Because so I'm not. I'm not that. I'm a stand-up comic. Right. In my route, I have to go here, I have to become better, I have to write good jokes, and I have to go on the road, and I have to fucking compete with fucking funny people like this, and we all push each other. That's what a comic is. That is something new. Right. Well, you know Bobby, I mean? you still have your drumming to fall back on. <laughs> Guys, we have to stop there, but uh, we do, we do. We have to, There's actually other podcasts here today that need to podcast. Kurt Metzger, Andrew Schultz. That's a pregnant pause. Kurt Metzger, give it up for Kurt. Give it up for Andrew Schultz. Give it up for Robert Kelly. Give it up for Rachel Feinstein. And give it up for Kotlin McGlynn. Puffpill Comedy. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming, guys. And there you have it, guys, the Laugh Spin Podcast live in front of an audience at the New York Podcast Festival. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said at the top of the show, Mike and I, we promise we're going to do these. We're going to crank these out more. It's going to be a bigger and better show in 2015. We're excited. I hope you're excited. Please visit LaughSpin.com. Please email me at Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at LaughSpin.com if you have any suggestions, uh, comments, uh, anything like that. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at LaughSpin.com. Hopefully, we will see you next week. See you guys.